This is the Kratom Science Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com. Your source for all things Kratom. Jennifer Van Blunk's dream of a career in the military was cut short due to an injury. She took opiates for physical and emotional pain until she got to the point where, in her words, she was literally waiting to die. She found Kratom as a useful tool in her recovery, and now she wants to spread the word. This is Jennifer Van Blunk, and this is her Kratom story. I was in basic training, and about five days before, this is all relevant to like my Kratom story, so about five days before graduation, we had this one final uh, push-up, sit-up, run test it's called the pfa right yeah anyway uh um, a couple lats into that i broke my heel there was a like a legitimate crack in my heel to this day when i get x-rays done there's still like a little you can see a line where it didn't heal correctly anyway that happened when i got out of my rack one morning to go to the bathroom and i was on top rack so i had to land on it the wrong way whatever happened there was a crack in my heel so my run time that was off by six seconds yeah so you know, they, they rolled me back because six. I did double push-ups, double sit-ups, all that stuff, and still six seconds I got rolled back. So I had to go through basic training again. But each time, like, I was able to run for my PSA, like, uh, I think once a week. And each time my run got slower and slower because my foot hurt more and more. But I didn't say anything to him because, you know, I knew I'd be out. You know what I mean? Like, that's like a discharge right there. Because I was, like, 25 at the time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so... uh I finally ran out of Tylenol. I had to go to uh, medical to get more ibuprofen. They give everybody ibuprofen in hundreds like it was candy. So I went to go get more of that, and they asked me what was wrong, why I needed some. And if I had told them I had cramps, I, I'd be in the Navy today. But I was honest with them, and I told them I said my foot hurts. So they asked me why. And, you know, I said, well, they said it feels like there's a short, it feels like there's a nail going through my foot and, like, shooting up my heel. So I got an x-ray in about. Probably four hours later, I got told I was going home, and that kind of killed me. But I was in basic. All that, that all that whole process lasted like six months. Yeah. So that's why I still had the designation veteran. You know what I mean? But I didn't get to go do anything. So you had to you had to be discharged because of an injury for permanently. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like I don't get medical or anything like that. I never applied for anything. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. just go work. But yeah, to this day, when it snows and rains out and stuff like that, if I have to walk, if I'm on my foot a whole lot. Oh, yeah, that sucker hurts. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, but I got Percocets. And okay. that's where all my, that's where everything began. That's why I say it's all relevant. When I got discharged, I didn't have any insurance. Okay. So, I had to get them off the street. Okay, yeah. And, you know, having to go to work so that you can get the money to buy the pain pill, you know what I mean? And then, then with the, I realized, I realized when I was taking the Percocet for the pain that it killed the emotional pain, too. Yeah, dude. The only thing I wanted for my entire life was just, you know, military. That's the only thing that was ever on my mind. You know. Yeah. But anyway, that's where my all my stuff started. That led to uh, just like a Percocet addiction. Did you? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Percocets led to. Well, Percocets were, you know, good enough for a couple of years. I mean, this I went downhill pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, you know, when I do something, I do it 100%. Yeah. And I did that 100% too. But um, the problem, there was one day a friend of mine, I was calling around looking for Percocets, and I couldn't find any, and a friend of mine had uh, Oxycontin. So she says, oh, well, it's the same thing, and you can, you know, it's just not without the Tylenol. So I said, yeah, sure, I got sucked into that. And, you know, next thing you know, 
let me say, I think maybe like two years later, three years later, something like that, I couldn't find any Oxys, I couldn't find Perks, I couldn't find Xanax, I couldn't find anything, right? Yeah. So I was making phone calls, and this guy, I, I was at the point where I was like, you know what? If somebody says they have heroin, I'm going to try it because yeah. I could smoke it or I could snort it. I don't have to shoot it, right? Yeah. Because so, I don't like needles, and I'm like, I have tattoos, but I'm not a big needle person. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm, so that night I'm making phone calls, and the one, the only person that had anything was this kid around the corner from me. He had some box on. So I said, well, what the hell is that? Because I'd never heard of it before, you know? Mm-hmm. So he explained it to me, and I went and I got one off him for like ten bucks. And two weeks later, I had my own Suboxone doctor. You know what I mean? Like I was at the point where I was desperate enough, like I knew I needed help. When I'm sitting there starting to think about heroin, you know. When you say doctor, you mean an actual doctor that prescribed you Suboxone? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I, so I, I went. All right. So I'm, I'm a pastry chef, right? So the bakery that I was working in, I'd fallen down, and I. What happened was that there was a kid, and he was mopping the steps, and he used dish soap to mop the steps with. I didn't tell anybody it was cleaning. So I ended up slipping down those steps, and the way that I fell, my hand punched one of the steps, and I messed up my hand. I'm, you know, I'm a pastry chef, cake decorator. Like, it was my right hand. That's yeah. what I did everything with. Yeah. So I was out of work for a while, and I had to get a lawyer because there was no insurance. The guy that I was working for was doing everything under the table, not yeah. exactly on the books, and I didn't know that. Uh, okay. So part of, the, uh, part of the settlement was that I would get insurance. Yeah. And because I had the insurance, I was able to go and get the Suboxone, and that's actually how I got sober through that insurance. I so, was on Suboxone for about five years. Okay. My whole addiction, my addiction started about 2006, and that lasted for around five years. And at the very end of that was when I found the Suboxone, and then I was on those for about five years. But I could, I mean, I wanted off of them. I thought this was going to be the thing that I could take to get my brain off of the pills. And, you know, then I'll be okay to go. Suboxone was 10 times worse of an addiction than the pills ever were. I felt like I could, the, the, the lowest amount that I was able to get down to, I got down to two milligrams every other day of yeah. the Suboxone strips. I, you know, I would cut them up and, and I would sell the rest of them. Yeah. Like I'd flip them and sell them. That's how I made money. I would need two a week. They gave me three a day. You said it was worse than, than the other stuff. How is it worse? Oh, like, I got you. Yeah. The with, well, the withdrawal is absolutely unbelievably painful yeah the withdrawal from suboxone it, i mean I've, I've talking to you know a friend of mine we're talking like a day out of her having a needle in her arm and she's telling me that she don't want the suboxone because the withdrawal from that is worse than the heroin oh, and i gotta agree with her because i felt i mean i never did heroin but i felt that it was way worse than anything that i got from oxys or anything else yeah the chemical it just it hooks you you cannot get off of it i couldn't go more than 24 hours without at least a, a piece of a milligram you know, like I had to have at least a milligram or two every 24 hours. Yeah. Or I would start getting sick. You'd start getting sick. Okay. Was, is, does the Suboxone the give you like a high like other opiates or? Um, hmm. It depends on what you're using and what you're coming off of. I mean, if you're coming off of something stronger than the Suboxone, that, well, then the dosage that you're getting, then yeah, it's not going to do anything for you. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty much like a ratio thing. Like it. It's like if you use, if you say you're taking kratom extracts every day for a week, mm-hmm. and then you go take some regular kratom. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of the same type of thing. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it got me high. It made me feel like I was okay, and I didn't want to go look for drugs. Yeah. And that right there was a miracle to me when I first found it. That was everything. Because then I figured, you know, I'd be able to start focusing on myself. But the thing was, it it made me feel like I was in a fog. Yeah. Like I felt completely emotionally physically numb for for years this went on like i literally was just waiting to die 
Yeah. Like literally, like like that's, and I'm not even I'm not even exaggerating at all. Like I was just waiting. Like I would go out of the house and be like, man, I hope I get hit by a bus today. Like I would legitimately hope for that to happen. Yeah. You know, that's 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 a hell of a drug, man. Yeah. So, so when did you uh, first hear about kratom? Um. Okay. Uh, actually, I was in the Suboxone doctor's office, and there was uh, this one this one girl that I used to ride up to the doctor's office with. She asked me the one day when we were sitting in there. She's like, "You ever heard of this stuff called kratom?" And I didn't know what the hell it was, but I was curious, so I looked up. So you know, I was doing a little bit of reading reading on it. So I went over to Wonderland. It's a head shop in Philly, uh-huh. and I paid forty five dollars for fifteen capsules of something. It was some type of silver, crazy expensive, but I had no idea. I didn't know any better. That day, I think I took all fifteen caps within probably three or four hours, and it didn't do anything. I was completely unaware of like how kratom worked. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're uneducated, you just go and do something, and you're not doing it the right way. You don't know the whole process, and it it, it did nothing. So I I thought it was a bunch of bullshit. Like oh, that's one of them hippie things, and it's not going to work for me. I need you know I need actual chemicals and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, a couple months later, I ran into a friend of mine from high school, and woman I haven't seen her in twenty years, and we were talking, and ended up that she had the same problems I did with Percocets and everything else. I mean, her position was a little bit further than mine. You know, she went to the heroin and stuff like that. But regardless, she was taking Kratom at the point. She was, I think she said she'd been on it maybe two or three years at the time we were talking. So she she explained both to me about online and the vendors and lab testing and the different colors and the strains and what they do and how to take it and when to take it and all that stuff. So she gave me a couple of bags of it and I was still skeptical. You know, I was like, eh, whatever, we'll see. Uh, Anyway, this was around New Year's. So I'd go out, you know, New Year's, Philadelphia, it's like a whole big thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'd go down on New Year's Day, and on my way home, you know, I was walking home, and my knee gave out on me, my right knee, which is bad knee anyway. I already had surgery on it and stuff, but uh, my knee gave out, right? So I went home, and I, this is I was on Suboxone and stuff like that, and I was in so much pain, but I knew that the hospital's not going to do anything for me because I'd been through this before. I just had to, you know, wait it out, give it a couple of days, let the swelling go down. So I said to my dad, and my dad get my dad's got a very bad back. He had about nine surgeries and so. But um, he gets prescription oxycontin. So I asked him for one because, I mean, my knee was the size of a softball. You know, so he gave me one. Even I've been sober for years. Well, you know, clean off of the perks from the street for years. So I took a 20-milligram oxycontin, and it didn't do anything. Like, I was in a lot, a lot of pain. Like, to the point, I had tears in my eyes one time, at one point. So I had this bag. She, gave, she had the Red Horn, I believe, was the first one that I tried. So I was like, you know what? I said, this stuff is supposed to be good for pain. I said, what the hell? You know, I'll take it. So I took a half a teaspoon. And about 15, 20 minutes later, my knee pain was gone. Mm-hmm. Like, it really, it, it took the pain away to the point where it was just a dull throb. Like, I was sitting there eating ham and cheese sandwich, happy as hell, watching a movie. Yeah. It, it was absolutely unbelievable. And it took me, the one thing that I had a hard time getting over on the transition from Suboxone to Kratom was the fact that, I felt good, but yeah. I didn't think that I deserved that feeling because uh, number one, I never thought I'd feel like that ever again in my life. I thought that was dead and gone, buried in the past, not going to happen. Yeah. And I, 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 I felt fantastic. I felt I was happy. I was in a good mood. I was, was looking forward to the future. And this is all after like, I don't know, three or four days of taking Kratom by itself. So yeah. I actually stopped and I'd go I'd continued going to the doctor for the next like month. Because I, I had to wrap my head around it. You know what I mean? I had to, like, get in the mind frame, like, okay, yeah, you know, I can be a decent human being again. I can have a little bit of hope, you know? It took a while to adjust to that. 
I hear I hear that a lot um, from people that I talk to about Kratom. It's just kind of like it kind of like opens well, you up to this new optimistic mindset that you're not even used to. Yeah, because you're so you're you're in such a like I told you, dude. I was just sitting here waiting to die. Yeah. And to go from sitting there waiting to die to you know twenty minutes later feeling like I could take on the world. Yeah. That's that's a, a you know that's a big friggin' adjustment. Yeah, yeah. So were you? Did you had you kicked this boxing completely before you start Kratom, or or were you? No, I had already leaned down because I was trying to get off of it for a long time. Yeah, before I even heard about the kratom, and um, yeah, I was down to about two milligrams uh, basically every other day. Yeah, excuse me, I couldn't go more than you know twenty four, twenty eight hours because then I would start getting you know the diarrhea pains and you know get like that anxious anxiety knot and everything like that. But yeah, that's that's the one thing that I tell people a lot to pay attention to. I said, you, you, and I tell them all the time, like, it took me a while to accept the fact that, yes, this works. Yes, it works every time. Yes, this is how I feel. Yes, it's actually real. No, it's not addictive. It's not trading one for another. It took me a while to get my head wrapped around all that, to actually trust the plant. There's a ton to learn about it, especially, yeah. and it's all different. I mean, like, if you have somebody, like, um, I got a woman around the corner from me. Her, uh, her name's Donna. And she just asked me about it the one day. We actually, we were talking, and I brought it up, and she was like, oh, I heard about that. And I said, you want to try some? She's like, yeah, sure, I'll try it. And she's about 60. And uh, so I gave her some that night, and she continued to get it. Like, she asked me for the website and everything like that. She gave it to her son. It worked for his depression. He still takes it. And she does, her and her husband both take it for pain and, you know, just basically, you know, all around good mood stuff. Mm-hmm. she told me I bumped into her a few months ago and she's like I've been looking for you she's like I lost 20 pounds in the last six months and I haven't even tried yeah. and I told her I said yeah I said that's because the kratom it balances out your chemicals like it naturally balances out your brain chemicals so now you don't have those cravings you're not trying to satisfy some you know esoteric notion of what is happy you know yeah. what I mean like you yeah. just are you know you're not looking for that satisfaction you're not looking for that um, what's the word it really does work. I mean, it, it just, it, it pacifies all that external, you know, valid, need for validation. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it's, and it does so in such a way where it's kind of like having coffee is every day or something. It's, it doesn't seem like it's yeah. really hard on your body at all. It, it took me, see, the one thing that, that like addicts have to go through is uh, withdrawal. So, yeah. uh, yes, the Kratom does, it does fight the withdrawal because it's so effective for depression and anxiety and pain because those three are, that's like the trifecta of withdrawal right there because you get hit hard with all three of those once you don't have your medication. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you have to worry for the future. How, am I go- how long am I going to feel like this? When am I going to get my pills to feel okay again? With Kratom, there's none of that, you know, but they still, you still, your body has to get back to it. Not only do you have to readjust your thinking, like you, it, I had so much free time when I started taking Kratom. Because my brain would automatically float to, okay, who's got pills? And Because I was so used to, for years, having to go through this routine of looking for medication, wondering how I'm going to feel tomorrow, and, okay, how, many, how much money do I have? How many pills can I buy? How long will that last me? I had so much free time on my hands. Yeah. Because I didn't have, that was no longer a worry of mine. I mean, I had no idea how much time and energy and effort I put into that. Yeah. For all those years. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people talk about kratom withdrawals. I mean, is it anything no. at all like opiate withdrawal? No. The thing is, okay, yeah. so 
for me, I was on opiates for at least 10, for 10 years, we'll say, give or take, right? Yeah. And my body was beat up and, you know, trained to need these chemicals and everything like that for years and years and years. So you have these people who, you know, you'll give them Kratom and they'll try it and they'll say, oh, yeah, that was good. You know, well, they tried it once in the morning and then that's it. They didn't take any again for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Right. So they end up relapsing and going back to the pills because, the, well, you're not taking it. First of all, you have to take it when you're coming off of medication. You need probably two or three teaspoons every two or three hours. And that lasts for maybe the first week or so, depending on what you were coming off of. Suboxone, by far, is the worst to come off of. Yeah. I mean, even heroin addicts don't need the amount of Kratom that Suboxone, that people come off Suboxone do. Yeah. But um, the thing is, you, you need the Kratom for as long. It took me a year and a half before I could go with absolutely no withdrawal feelings whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like a full year and a half of Kratom use all day, every day. Now, every month, my Kratom use was would lighten up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like the need that I had for it. Like yeah. um, when I first started, as soon as I woke up, I had to take it. Six months into it, I could be awake for 20 minutes, a half hour before I felt that need. A year into it, I could be awake for a couple hours before I needed, had to have it. You know what I mean? Three years later, I wake up and like, oh, you know, I don't even think about it until my back starts hurting or my foot starts hurting or I'm fucking miserable for whatever so whatever reason it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, you have to give your body time to heal. And yeah. so many addicts want an immediate, you know, overnight cure. And they think that this is what it's supposed to be. And it's not like that. You have to put in the time and the, the time and the work. I mean, you figure for me, it took me, I had, I had to spend what, a year and a half, two years taking Kratom every day to get to a point where... My body pretty much doesn't even remember the effects of the Percocets and everything that I put it through for 10 years. That's a pretty goddamn good trade-off, if you ask me. I yeah. got off easy. And my, and my recovery was painless. I mean, don't get me wrong. The emotional stuff, you have to go through that on your own. Yeah. And that's a you know, personal process for everybody. The physical part, it, it, that, that was, I mean, it was painless. So how do you, how do, you do you make it into a tea or... Or do um, capsules I still? Just do that toss and wash. Where yeah, I just toss and wash because it was. I just wanted to get over with as soon as possible and get it into my system when yeah. I first started taking it as soon as possible, and that was the quickest way. Sometimes I'll make like that red bubble if I feel like getting fancy. Yeah, you know, and it, it makes it you know the it explodes the cells and you get a little bit more alkaloids. But yeah, basically I just toss and wash. And do you have uh, like preferred strains or anything? Um, I, when I first started, I. Well, actually, when I very first started Kratom, I just mixed them all together. Like I told you, a friend of mine gave me a couple bags, and it was, you know, red, green, white, yellow. I threw it all together because I couldn't tell the difference anyway. Because I had, you know, so much chemicals in my system, there was no way I'd be able to tell the difference. But maybe six, eight months into it, I started feeling the different effects. Like whites would give me a little bit more energy, reds would be a little bit more relaxing. And as time went on, those differences, I could feel them more, more, more pronounced between each strain. So yeah. I kind of progressed from going with the whites to begin with because, you know, I was used to coming off of Percocets and wanting the speed all the time. But, uh, yeah, the longer I've taken them, I've actually, greens and reds are my favorites now. How much do you do on an average day? Like how many grams? Um, well, I can give you like teaspoons, maybe two or three teaspoons a day. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's a little bit a little bit more if it's if it's like a crappy day out and rained in and, you know, I'm hurt and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, on a good day, I... Don't even take it at all. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's some days when I don't don't feel the need. Yeah, and do if you go a long time without it, do you ever get like withdrawals at all? Like, and even no. The only thing 
I would say the only thing, or the worst thing that happens is, you know, I, I noticed that I'm a little bit crankier than yeah. normal, but that, and that's only for like maybe the first few hours of the first day. Yeah. But once I get going, I don't, it's not even something that I think about. Now, once I started being able to, to go through a day, like say a year and a half into it, when all my withdrawals were done and everything, like my physical bad withdrawals, my nose would run, which I thought was completely bizarre. But, mm. you know, hey, if I didn't take Kratom, I would have a runny nose for whatever reason. And yeah. uh, now that doesn't even happen. That seems like one like mild side effect. Did you have you had any other side effects like when you first started taking it? Did you had to? Oh, constipation. Yeah, that's not pretty to be graphic, common. But yeah, I was not hydrating enough at all. Yeah. Magnesium citrate is your friend. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think nowadays I drink coffee and water, and that's about it. Usually, don't have any problems unless I'm in a you know bad mood and I'm not paying attention to drinking water or stuff but I'm getting better with that you know I'm working on it do you think it helps you like with your job you have like a high energy job and, and you, know, you have to focus a lot being a pastry yeah, chef well I'm a pastry chef by trade so I was looking for a job where I could make shit money because I didn't trust myself with a paycheck because mm-hmm. it had been you know like I, I didn't work for about five years on purpose because I had a lot of making up to do like the whole time that I was on Suboxone I babysat my niece for my sister so she, she can go to work and stuff like that. I, you know, making a lot of things up for my family. So I started, so I got to the point where I was like, I have to go work now. This is fucking getting crazy. So I went down there looking for a shitty job, and that's what I got, a shitty job. But what happened was they kept giving me raises. I went from, I started out making 10 bucks an hour, and after the first year, I was up to 16. So, I mean, like, it. It brings me back to yourself, to myself, because I run around doing things. I have the energy I did when I was 17 yeah. and the interest and, you know, all that stuff. You know what I mean? It's just, honestly, it made me a better employee. I gave it to all the guys I worked with, and it made all them better employees. It's unbelievable. To me, it seems like, I mean, they try to paint it as a drug and everything, obviously, but to me, it seems like a tool in getting sober again, because you get, like, excited yeah. about little things like the what the snow smells like in the winter and stuff like that. It All seems... that stuff, dude. It, yeah. it it helps you stop and smell the roses. And yeah. to be honest with you, that's something that a lot of people need that they just don't realize. Yeah, exactly. It's something that gets overlooked. You, are you... I, I mean, also, I tried. I did microdosing, too, with magic mushrooms. And oh, that really? That was amazing. How was oh, that? Oh, yeah. I've that never was, actually I microdosed felt like them. <laughs> I felt like I leveled up in life. I've never taken mushrooms ever in my life. I yeah. mean, I like eating mushrooms, but I've never tripped on shrooms, anything like that. Yeah. So I was real, real skeptical at first, and the guy that I ended up talking to, he was walking me through it. So I said, all right, you know, fine. It's a microdose. It's like a tenth of a gram. You know, it's not going to make me see, you know, Smurfs running around. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it'll be okay. So it was, it was crazy. The first time I had, you know, little, it's an itty-bitty little scoop. And uh, it just tastes like mushroom, you know, no big deal. But uh, I was sitting there, and it was it was crazy. It felt like I was getting hit in the back of the head, and it was going open up, open up, open up, open up. You know what I mean? And then finally, I was like, uh, you know, I like I, I let my defenses down, I guess, you know. Yeah. And it came through, and it was like, it just, ah, oh, man. I guess, I guess it it, it kind of like walked you through walked me through my past trauma because a lot of my emotional stuff came from not being able to, you know, fulfill my want to be in the military. But it, they helped, but honestly, the mushrooms, it helped me see that my path, it, my path was not the military this lifetime. You know what I mean? That yeah. might have been my path last lifetime, which helps me in this life. I mean, it sounds absolutely insane, 
but it once you go through it, you completely understand, and it makes total sense. I, yeah. uh, it, <laughs> I know what I sound like. I know it sounds absolutely insane, but it, it, I felt like I leveled up in life because it just helped me understand so much more and mm-hmm. accept things that I didn't even want to think about. You know, yeah. like you have to go to, you ever read uh, Nietzsche? Nietzsche? Yeah. Friedrich Nietzsche? Yeah. All right? Talks about going to the deepest, darkest places that you can possibly imagine? Yeah. That's what it helps you do, but it, it holds your hand. Yeah. And, you know, some people cry when they do it for the first week or whatever. Some people, you know, laugh. It, it It's very different. It's very personal emotionally, but I was so much calm, so much more calm. Yeah. I had done um, a Facebook Live, right, in the group. The, that's a long story, but I did a Facebook Live in this group that we talked about Kratom tea and stuff like that. And uh, it was before I had the, the micro, before I'd ever had the, the microdosing. And I'm, you know, a pretty hype individual to begin with. That's putting it mildly. But I did that one live, and then I came back and did another one about three weeks later. And the people, the people that were watching it, they were saying, you look so much more calm. Like, and I felt so much more calm. You know, yeah. I was giving off like a different vibrational thing, but it, I feel like I felt like I leveled up in life. Yeah. Honest to God, I mean, the one thing that I got out of it was that I needed to slow down personally, which makes total sense because you know I said I'm a hype person to begin with, yeah. but it helped me do that. Yeah. I, it, it, it's it's I quit smoking too. It's it's good to know yeah. that microdosing has those those same effects yeah, too. Because I remember after tripping, when, I would I would do that. You kind of like look at your life from the outside, kind of be like, okay, I need to do this and change this. But it's it's good to know it, that it, you can do that without hardcore tripping. I went into it. I mean, I was told you know go into it like looking at it like it's a medicine, and that's what I yeah. did. You know, it was yeah. basically like a sacrament. And the way that it worked, it, it worked out. I, I it worked out. I leveled up in life, dude. It was amazing. I the, like. I wish I had better words to describe, you know, the feelings, the experience. I wish I'd, you know, sat there and documented it a little bit better. Yeah. But it, I would love to do it again. I did it for about a month. Mm-hmm. I would do, during, I would take it in, you're supposed to do it in the morning, you know, so I'd take a, like a, you know, a tenth of a gram, two tenths yeah. of a gram uh, before work. And I wouldn't be altered at all. It was just like, maybe if I take a, it was kind of like eating a strong edible. Yeah. You know, like I wasn't impaired. I wasn't delayed i wasn't you know he giddy stupid nothing like that yeah yeah but on the weekends on the weekends i would go and take a walk down the pens landing and sit by the river and i'd take a bigger dose mm-hmm. so saturday and sunday it would be a bigger dose you know and i'd have headphones on and just you know just be in my in my head you know like meditative state yeah i did that for a month yeah and i'm telling you my results the results that i got from that i didn't really read a lot I, I was I was aware of the fact that they say microdosing is good for depression and, and mushrooms can reset your brain and people and the, the brains of depressed people and things like that. Yeah. But I didn't get too deep into it because I didn't want to like placebo myself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I didn't want to talk myself into something happening and then yeah. that's why it happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So the things after I'd done it, I went and I was reading a few of these articles and I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's exactly how I feel. That's exact. That happened. That happened. That happened. It it, it was crazy. The, the yeah. way that everything lined up, the way what they said it was going to be, and what actually happened after the fact that I didn't know was supposed to happen, that did it. You know, it, 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 it was good stuff, man. I highly recommend it. It really does work. I mean, you go into it, yeah. you set an intention, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I used to, I would take my scoop in the morning and set an intention and say, you know, like, this, like if there's a part of something that I want to delve into deeper, that would be my intention for that day. And it actually worked. It wasn't overwhelming. It was very subtle, but, like, I would just have an idea, like, oh. That's why that might have happened, and this is why that might have happened. Oh, 
Yeah. Wow. And I would just feel like just like a release. You know what I mean? Like my body is so much more relaxed now. And I'm in a lot less pain. Um, like I'd meditate at night before bed with those uh, healing frequencies, like 528 hertz and 963 hertz and all those. Oh, uh, okay. That stuff, I, I, like, honestly, I wake up in the most minimal amount of pain. Hell yeah. Um, so do you, do you get involved in any Keep Kratom legal activism? Yeah, we, um, my representative is, uh, uh, State Representative Elizabeth Fielder, and I forget the name of the district, but we've, I've been down there to talk to her a couple of times on, uh, about legislation, because we had this one guy, Scott Conklin. Yeah. And he was talking about, uh, he was trying to, uh, I think ban Kratom, I think it was. All right, uh, there's one vendor, and uh, the name is Philly Kratom. The okay. website is yourleafyourlife.com. Anyway, it's uh, yeah, Sean, I think Sean I and Megan Zamorano. Yeah, they're really, really active in that. So we, I'd gone up there one time because Sean was in the Navy, too. So mm-hmm. we had both gone in there to talk to the fielder because they give us a little bit more, I don't know, uh, their, their ears are a little bit more open for a veteran, put it that way. Yeah. So we go in there to speak a few times. I, I've asked the representative myself a couple of times if we can get some kind of like community meeting at like the library or something like I want like my my neighborhood knows how bad I was on drugs and they can all see the difference in me in the last few years I want them to know how yeah because I live and I've, I've asked multiple times I mean Sean and Megan have offered to put up some kratom for samples for people to just mm-hmm. bring home and have in their house so that when you know your son is withdrawing, the kid can try it instead of going out and maybe robbing somebody for a bag of dope. You know, like little things like that. I've been in I've, multiple times, dude, emails, everything. I get nothing back. There's, They tell me, oh, well, you can go talk to this one at Project Ride and go volunteer here. No, I'm not volunteering here because they are not doing what needs to be done. Like the things that you guys are doing now, you've been doing for the last 40 years. It doesn't work. I don't put my time and effort and energy into something that I know for a fact works. Personally, I know it works. I mean, yeah. on, on top of that, the people I've given to at least 60 people over the last couple of years, maybe yeah. 70 or 80, and I would say at least half of them have continued with it and yeah. gotten sober. Yeah. Uh, it's unreal. And they can do it in the privacy. One, a, a big thing with, with addiction is that you develop your addiction in private. Uh, yeah. you, you do. You develop your addiction in private, and but you might do drugs with friends, but yeah, the, yeah. The, the extent of your addiction... And the depth of it, that's personal. Exactly. That's only on you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And some people go so far in a hole, they don't know how to fucking get out. That's what, that's what happened to me. I didn't know where to go, who to turn to. I, I was afraid. I, everything. Mm-hmm. But Kratom, it lets you, you don't have to go to an AA meeting or an NA meeting and stand up and tell you, tell, you know, a room of 50 people your deepest, darkest secrets. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to go to a shrink and sit there and, you know, lament over things that happened years ago. You can work on this all all in your bedroom, in your house, by yourself, in your own mind. And it actually works. Yeah. I mean, the privacy aspect of Kratom is, just shoots up the benefits a thousand times more than any other recovery program. That's why they're trying to ban it, because it actually yeah. does work, and it's cheap. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the wrong, The wrong people are making money off of this. Now, yeah. if this was, now, if Kratom was manufactured by Monsanto or Pfizer, yeah. it would be in every fucking corner store. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But because brown people from Indonesia and shit are the ones making money off of this, and not old fat white guys, that's why we have problems. Yeah, yeah. 
and, and it, the plant material itself is already safe. I mean, it's the purest, you know, unless it's adulterated, the purest shit is already safe how it is. You can't yeah, make it any more extract. safe. Just like marijuana, you can't make it any more even safe. Extract. Yeah. Even extract. Dude, synthetic marijuana. How many people have synthetic marijuana sent to the ER in the last year? Really? Like five, six hundred? Yeah, yeah. You know? But we have emails from, we, we have legitimate emails from the FDA going to specific coroner, cor- county coroners Telling them that if they have opioid deaths that have kratom in that have kratom in the system, then you need to classify that as a kratom-related death. Yeah. Not an opioid. Not, ignore the fucking 45 milligrams of Xanax and 40 grams of cocaine floating around in the system and the seven quarts of alcohol in the blood. And the gunshot but blame wound. Blame the kratom. Yeah, and the gunshot in your fucking head. But blame the kratom. Uh, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. It, it really seems like an obvious uh, pharmaceutical people had their guys in yeah. office. Protecting yep. them. So you know what my one dream is, man? I'll tell you this from the time when I really started trusting this plant and seeing the effects that it would have on other people. Dude, I would love to have a place off grid somewhere and just let people go recover, dude. Like, here, here's all the Kratom, you know, go sit by a lake. Don't worry about anything. Work on yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that really. Right there is what people need, dude. They need time and privacy and, and, and just, just, just time, dude. We've had we've had town halls for the op- we have uh, opioid crisis town halls and stuff like that and yeah. I've gone and I've stood up in the middle of it and said look I am an addict dude I was on this I would use all know I was on and there's there'll be at least two or three people at, at each one that know who I am and where I you know what I did I mean I was never I was trust me I was very you know straight a good fucking person before all yeah. that military stuff happened you know what I mean yeah like, yeah I'm back to who I was before that. You know, people see that. It's, it's crazy. Dude, I got up in the middle of a meeting about the opioid crisis, and I told them, dude, this is the answer. We have the answer. You sit here and spin your wheels, and nothing gets done. Everybody wants to stand here and complain, but you don't want to give me an hour in a fucking library once yeah. a month to, yeah. talk about, to talk about this tea that actually fucking works. Well, that's, I mean, that's a good idea to do something like that, because I'm trying to think of what to do around here. And I know, like, one I, of our county... Uh, representatives here. I'm in the city of Pittsburgh and one of our county representatives ran on I was an opiate addict and I went to jail and uh dude no, I'm not even kidding I've been thinking about that if it was yeah, ever time should. to do something like that it's right now hell yeah fuck yeah I wish she was running for office in Pittsburgh I'd definitely vote for her in half a second Jennifer Van Blunk thank you very much the Kratom Science Podcast is written and produced by me Brian Gallagher the music is Risey. The song is called Memories of Thailand. For more information on all things Kratom, see KratomScience.com. Take care.